You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. You can also email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Come. Okay, Ulysses, finally, the Rays won a game. I thought they were going to go like 43 and 120 or something like that. I thought that was it. Not going to win another game for the rest of the year after that seven-game losing streak that they have endured over the last week, week and a half. Uh, But things have changed. The Rays finally, finally get off the schneid and win last night 8-2 to two in lopsided fashion. They improved to 43-31, and 31, a half game back of the Red Sox for the top spot in the AL East. 44-31, and 31, thank you very much. Did uh, I say 41? Yeah, uh, 43. No, 44-31. and 31. Look at that. They're Holy crap, out, I can't guys. even get the freaking, I can't even get the freaking <laughs> record right. <laughs> it's been so what is long. it what is the record it's 44 and 31 uh it, holy crap oh my gosh it, i'm sorry folks it's 7 35 <laughs> where i'm recording <laughs> look it's it's fantastic man it's uh uh you know and things are never as bad as when you lose seven games straight and things are never as good as when you win 11 in a row that's just the reality of the game right it's 162 games there's going to be ups and downs and 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 the the lows are going to get you real low and i think the fandom uh, needed a shot in the arm they got it we wanted franco and his debut and yesterday well they've got a lot of bombs so if they wanted home yes. runs they got the lao bomb they got the zunino bomb they got the meadows bomb it, it was it was fun to be a race fan last night all those guys are basically that you mentioned that hit home runs. They're on pace to get 30, 30 plus home runs. That's not bad. If by the end of the year, they finish with those markers, I will say again, not to be a Debbie downer here, but Brandon Lau versus lefty still flailing at crap still looks yep. totally, totally lost out there. And I think that's one reason among others that the Rays promoted Wander Franco noting, noting that he is a switch hitter and that he can kind of reduce that platoon for Brandon Lau and others. And I get, here's the thing about Brandon Lau that concerns me. I, I'm getting some rough net or door vibes where like the first couple years he's in the big leagues, he bats 260, 270. And then before you know it, he's striking out a hundred, 180 times in a year. And it is around a Mendoza line hitter. Yeah. Still brings power, but uh, not much more than that. Uh, although I guess in Brandon Lau's case, he walks a little bit more than Odor, but that's still, that can happen very quickly when you're a big leaguer. Just saying. Uh, I, you, we must have uh, had the same type of coffee or the, or the, or the Wheaties this morning because we're in the same wavelength. I was going to tell you exactly that. Just switch it a little bit, um, you know, to, to raise nation and say, this could be a Brandon Lau could, 
could be a Carlos Pena 2012. Right. You know, when he came back and he hits 198, but he still can hit 25 bombs. That's, it looks that way, guys. It's, it doesn't look like Brendan Lau is going to snap out of it. He's just going to keep continually running into one every week or so, or what, not every week or so, but uh, enough that he might get to 30. And, and so that's nice, but the Rugnet Odor type. Yeah. Uh, again, in second base plays play second base, not, uh, not height in, in stature and maybe a little bit more shorthanded than Rugnet Odor in second right. base. But I mean, yeah, it looks that way, folks. I don't think if anybody's waiting for the 2019, 2020 regular season, Brandon Lau type numbers, forget about it. 202 is what he's batting right now. We might have to put a prop bet down after the all-star break. If he finishes above the Mendoza line, we'll wait and see on that. And uh, did want to touch on, I guess it's part of our uh, routine that from now on for the rest of time, the rest of history, we have to give a Wander Franco update, not quite as momentous as his debut, but he still helped. He still helped contribute and was a part of this Rays victory. Couple walks, uh, hustling hard. You love the energy and the passion. And when he gets to a base and he thinks he's safe, he's going to tell that umpire, first base, third base, that he made it. Like that, that, that sort of stuff rubs off on the team and rubs off on the fan base. And while I do think that, not to go into a whole diatribe here, but I do think that him being inserted onto the roster, I think it will take a little bit of a hit defensively for the Rays, given that Wendell is going from his natural position at third to more of second base. And Lau will be going from more of his natural position at second base to right field. And you wonder kind of the, um, the, the impacts of that going forward. But the, the fact that you insert him at the plate and providing protection and being protected for him, like he is, look, he didn't get credit for the RBI by, by, hustling on that ground. I mean, what would have been a ground out for every other hitter that scores Lau. And those are the types of things that add up. And I, I don't expect him to, to run hard every single day, every single play, every single moment. But right now this, this is the time to soak it up and eat it up. And, and he's definitely trying to make his best, best first impression. His second game, his second MLB game, he's batting third for a team yes. that just went to the world series. I mean, you know, this is fantastic. The, the, the shot in the arm that, that this team needed after a seven-game losing streak or six-game losing streak. And uh, the hustle was impressive. I love it. You know how I love that. Because as a baseball player, how many times are you actually going to go full speed in a game, yeah. in a three-and-a-half-hour game? How many times, really? Four times, five times, six times at the right. most. So yes. take it run it out. I mean, there's not, nothing bad can happen if you're running out to first, you know what? You're right. He didn't get credit for that RBI and he damn should have because those legs got an RBI. That is not an easy thing uh, to do what he did. I mean, the, the Red Sox defense is laughable. Let's be honest, but uh, that, that was him. That was him who did yeah. that. And also just putting the ball in play, Kevin. I mean, right. so many people in, in that lineup would have just struck out. They would have just struck out, not him. 
He puts the ball in play and makes things happen. That's great. That's the thing is you're naturally by bringing his contact rate and approach, you're naturally lowering the strikeout rate of the team as a whole, which still, by the way, for those keeping count at home, they do lead the league in strikeouts. So being able to alleviate that a little bit, I know he got his first strikeout yesterday. Look, he's going to strike out at times. Everybody has even Ichiro has struck it out. Even Tony Gwynn. Has struck out. Now it was Yaxal Rios. I mean, what, what the? I, I maybe the Rays lost one there, but 97 <laughs> fastball. It's something that look strikeouts are going to happen. I, I don't think it's anything that's to be of concern. It's just it, it's fun to see Wander Franco in the lineup for sure. And by the way, can I also mention this? I didn't get to bring this up on yesterday's show, but uh, everybody's talking about Wander Franco in his amazing debut. And I agree with that. It was an amazing debut. It's not like it hasn't happened before. There's been several other raised players and several other players in baseball history that have had a debut like that. But I'm going to say the MVP of that game, even though the Rays lost, uh, was not Wander Franco, was not anybody on the Rays roster. It was that 15-year-old kid that caught the home run of Wander Franco and gave it back basically for nothing. I know that Wander gave him a couple sign. uh, He didn't want to. I was right there. He oh, he didn't, didn't want to give it. You were there. You saw it. You were there in person. He didn't want to give the ball back. He he kind of wanted to like hide out a little bit. Like oh. he, he had some 15-year-old vibes in him. And I understand him. He's like, oh, dude, I call, I just caught Wander's ball. You know, I get that. And so for a couple of minutes, they were trying to find the person uh, to come out and say, hey, I got it. But he kind of kept quiet. What was it? Peer pressure? When did he, why did he eventually step up to the plate? So to speak. And I don't know. I don't know why, what came up to him. Maybe he kind of like, Hey, look, I get to meet Wander. I get to get some memorabilia this week or whatever it was. And and he got his spot in, in Valley sports and Trisha Whitaker and all that. So look, maybe, maybe because he's a 15 year old kid and eventually you get enough security and pressure on you, but he did not have to give up that ball. So willingly look, uh, I talk about you, you want to get your college tuition paid for. That would have been the opportunity to do that. Hey, uh, you you want your first home run ball. Let's start at the Rolls Royce SUV. That's a fair (laughs) trade, right? Look, I mean, some people will, they will ask. Some people are at, yeah. Yeah, I can't, I mean, we can't say the word that I want to say, but yeah, some people are, are those types and, and like, yes. that's not great, but look, you want to get college paid for it, give him the ball and then just ask, Hey man, do you have some gloves that you can sign and another baseball yeah. that you can sign? And well, then, then I have my co- college tuition sign, uh, you know, sign up for Yeah. Or paid for. There we go. Or like, Hey, uh, Wander, just give me your paycheck from the game. That's all I need. A, <laughs> a, a sign bat and your paycheck from the game. And there we go. Uh, final thing from, sorry to go off on that tangent there, but wow, I did not know you were seated in that section. How about that? No, oh my God. A gosh. section over, a section over. You know what he should have done? He should have had like a, a different ball in his pocket that he scuffed up a little bit, put a little pine tar on and then <laughs> traded that one. Sticky That's stuff. the real yeah. Wander Franco baseball to him. Yeah. You know, you, you really have to kind of uh, think and, and be devious that way. But um, okay. Rich Hill, uh, he did go five and dive. Um, allowed three hits, struck out five, also walked five, uh, needed 97 pitches to get 15 outs. Is it about what you more or less expected from him yesterday? I said six and he would be, uh, giving us a W. Well, he gave us five and he gave us a W. Uh, I think it was a very gutsy, uh, performance. The five walks that you're talking about, maybe one, I, th- I don't think should have been because uh, of Hallian behind the plate. Didn't really right. look like uh, he was giving him a fair strike zone there. 
gave him crap in the first inning too uh, for just barely reacting. So, no, I think it was a gutsy, man, and, and that's exactly what we needed. And just like I said yesterday, it's so surprising that on June 24th, it's Rich Hill who is acting as a stopper in the race rotation. Rich Hill is just, he's such an enigma to me. He's adding change-ups, adding cutters in the middle of the season. He's yes, changing his delivery, his timing, his, his sequencing. He's like uh, hes like the triple option in football. Like you, It's not what you're used to seeing, but you still have to prepare for it. He's almost, I mean, really in a way, baseball term here, almost like a knuckleballer in a sense because he's so different than what you usually are seeing from guys where it's just, Hey, uh, throw 95, 96 fastball four seamer top of the zone. And then a slider off of that. And then maybe a change or something, but no, Rich Hill does it a little bit differently. And uh, this time got it to work. So uh, hopefully the Rays can pull out with the series victory uh, after tonight. Uh, Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Well, Ulysses, uh, you were in rare company, I guess, yesterday as you had the opportunity to speak or at least listen to Raised general manager Eric Neander. Well, what happened yesterday with that uh, with that opportunity? Well, first of all, Neander told me to to, to, to tell you that uh, you need to stop trying to wheel and deal in the fantasy league. He says that's preposterous, and that you need to stop that. Uh, first place, baby. First place. Hey, I, he I'm says, just learning from the best. I'm learning from he, Neander. I'm learning from Friedman. I'm learning from Heim Bloom. That, that's what I'm doing here, bud. He says uh, it's just not cool. Uh, no, uh, it was great, man. Uh, he, he he was, as always, as PR as possible, but he did let in a couple of gems, I think, that you would find interesting. Uh, I, I actually have four little gems, and I want to get okay. your your kind of response to, to these things. So number one, he was asked uh, what kind of prospects that nobody talks about are you interested in right now? And uh, he said that his usual answer for like the last three years has been Taylor Walls. But right now he can no longer say that. So he gave us three names, okay. uh, Curtis Mead, who we've uh, talked about on the show, Tash Bradley, and none other than friend of the program, Garrett Whitley. How about that? How about that? And was there another yeah. guy as well? I think you said you mentioned three names or just two. Yes. Tash Bradley. And so oh, Cash I, Bradley. Tash. Tash. I think it's T-T-A-J. Oh. Okay. The pitcher. Okay. Yeah. T-A-J. I think that's how you spell it. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm mispronouncing Taj or Tash. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Cash Bradley would be a much cooler name actually, but I, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. No, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Garrett Whitley also recently hit for the cycle in double A. I think Whitley is one of those guys. I can't really speak as to uh, what Bradley and Curtis Mead have brought to the table, but uh, Garrett Whitley, I think probably a little bit slower of a path than some expected being a first round pick. But again, coming out of high school, there's a lot of 
development that that takes place, especially when you're coming from the Northeast where the, the baseball talent isn't as hot yeah. as a Texas, a California, a Florida, somewhere around that range. So good for him. Ho- hopefully, I mean, he's, he's unique talent with being able to play center field and, and the power speed combination. So hopefully he continues. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, I, I don't know what his numbers are right now, but if, uh, if the Rays keep calling up guys from AAA, maybe Whitley gets that promotion to AAA and, and we'll see what happens with that. So, so very good. Exactly. News on, so first of all, with this Neander thing, was it uh, like viewers able to ask or submit questions or was yes. the, you know, Dave Wills serving as a moderator and the, Andy free the questions. How, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he was a moderator and he was asking questions that, but you could also do it. It, it was a zoom webinar. I don't know if you've, if yes. you've done those in during core. Um, but yeah, you can just submit a question, a Q and a or a chat and, and that's how we got the questions. And so, yeah, that was pretty cool to see send a friend of the program be the number one answer. Yes. Uh, by Eric Neander. So that was pretty cool. By the way, you can go and listen to that three-part interview with Garrett Whitley. I think we did it in May sometime. I mean, you can just search Garrett Whitley Locked on Rays and uh, find it that way. Okay, so very good first tidbit there. Okay, okay. Uh, number two, uh, Chris Archer. He mm-hmm. will start live BP next week. Okay. Next week will be the beginning of July, end of June. So if he's starting live BP, we can assume by the end of July, he would be available. Is that fair to say if he takes it easy? I think so. So trade deadline acquisition, Mr. Chris Archer. That would be, that would be helpful. Uh, You know, I, I guess he's getting paid about a million, million and a half per inning as it stands right now. So they need some work out of him and a guy that can maybe uh, help alleviate some of the guys in the rotation that aren't, I don't want to say pulling their weight, but they're only going three, four, like is Michael Walker really a starter, at least maybe initially being able to tandem him with uh Walker or somebody else and get him in the groove, I think is uh, going to be critical, especially with the, the injury to Tyler glass. Now, maybe some more, unforeseen injuries in the pipeline. Things can happen in the next couple of weeks for sure. So that's good news on the uh, Chris Archer front. News number three, gem number three, which also uh, correlates to what you were exactly talking about right there. Brendan McKay. He will actually have a one inning outing today, people in Port Charlotte. Uh, He has been working. He is getting healthier and he will progressively work to extend these outings, sort of like spring training, he said, um, with the idea that if he pitches today one inning, his next outing next week will be two innings, the next one will yeah. be three innings, and hopefully work himself up to five innings by the end of July. That's the, that's, that's the plan. So by the end of July, he will be stretched out to five innings. Guess what? Trade deadline. Do we need a pitcher when you got Brendan McKay? That's mm-hmm. going to cost you minimum uh, minimum uh, salary. I don't think so, folks. So yeah. Brendan McKay, Chris Archer, maybe uh, will be some reinforcements come August, early August. And you're going to theoretically have to make room for those guys, and maybe that's an opportunity 
or a chance for the Rays to trade some of the guys with the bigger contracts or contracts that may be expiring. Just throwing that out there. Good for Brendan McKay. I wish you would have told me this yesterday, Ulysses. I could have stayed in Cape Coral another night, driven up to Port Charlotte, watched Brendan McKay's one inning <laughs> outing, and then came back to Tampa. But no, you had to save That's the information bad. there. And again, yeah. Brendan McKay, uh, it's been, man, trying for him since he made his major league debut in 2019. And, and again, I know it's different between pitcher and hitter, but it's also why we have to have reasonable expectations for any all rookie players, whether it's yes. the number one prospect in baseball, the number 10 prospect in baseball, the number 200 prospect in baseball, because McKay had a great, great debut and then really struggled after that and had trouble finding or developing a true out pitch. And maybe that changes going forward, but having another arm in the pipeline with his his talent uh, certainly should uh, should help. Look, I, your first three tidbits have been great. I, I hope the fourth one's pretty decent as well. Well, unfortunately, the fourth one is just kind of a pat in the back to the Locked On Rays creativity because okay. he actually answered our question. I, I submitted a question, which was, uh, do the Rays have an untradeable, uh, untradeable mm. players? Like we talked about, I think, two weeks ago, right? Uh, and we talked on Spotify Green Room uh, with Locked On Race listeners. And he said, yes, yes, Ooh. we do. There are players that we do have on untradeable list that there's just no way that we even entertain conversations. He says the issue is that most close to every other team in MLB, their untradeable list is quite larger than ours. Mm. Ours has to be very short. So that very short gives me the idea that we were right on the money. Three or four. Yeah. That's it. That's three, four guys that are untouchable. The rest, yes, you can you can ask. He said, and he said, this is, I think this is kind of um, speaks to the fact that we have a shorter list than everybody when we trade Blake Snell right. last season. That's what he said. So there you go. That's my four gems to you for uh, the Neander Zoom uh, interview. No, that's great. Uh, something tells me that Wander Franco is now on that <laughs> yes. untradeable list. Well, he would probably was always on that untradeable list since he signed uh, out of the Dominican for $3.8 million or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I would say probably less than five. You know, five or fewer is what yeah. the... I mean, we can just look at the Rays' history and say that pretty much... Everybody can be on the block if the price is right. Uh, I mean, we have seen over the years, heck, the Red Sox, like it's just full of raised cast offs. Matt Andres, Yaxel yep. Rios, Ronaldo Hernandez, Christian Hunter Arroyo. Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. He really, I think, he might be. There, there's so many raised players that they leave the raise and they miss that culture and the dynamic and the fun loving clubhouse. Renfro, I don't think is one of the, he's not one of those guys. I think he was, yeah. he was one of the few, he was in the Pat Burrell mode of get me the hell. What is what this is circus this? show? Get yes. me out of here. Yes. Let me play more often. Get me into a big market. I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a Southern guy from Mississippi hunting fit. I, I don't need, not saying he's, you know, having to dress up on plane rides like the Joe Madden era, but I, let's just say the buy-in wasn't necessarily there for Hunter Renfro when he was with the Rays, but he's, he's finding success here with the Red Sox. I mean, that, that home run that he had uh, the other night, uh, I think that was, that was for Blake Snell that, that he, he hit that for Blake Snell and maybe in part for, 
uh, for Xavier Edwards, a slap blank if, prospect, according to Snell. Uh, if I were a betting man, I would think that you are correct. And so then the best and easiest way for me to bet on that would be to go on betonline.ag. Yes. Uh, baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online, get all your latest news, odds, and information, all your sporting needs of MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, uh, go to bet online on your laptop or a mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines, people. Uh, this is our chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to the website, use the promo code LOCKED ON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus. That's 5-0 uh, on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Instead, all you have to do is go to rockauto.com to get everything you need. You can also save time and money when using Rock Auto. Uh, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? It just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Uh, their prices, like I said, they're reliably low for every customer. And they have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore the website and find the solution to your auto parts needs at rockauto.com. And please, when you go to that website, rockauto.com, uh, and see all the parts available uh, that you can get for your car or truck, remember to write locked on, L O C K E D O N, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, it is a night game. It, it, it seems weird. It's like Thursday games have been day games for the Rays as of late, but uh, it is a night game. Uh, the Rays trying to take the series from the Boston Red Sox. On the mound will be Nick Pavetta going up against Michael Waka. What are you looking at for tonight? Um, let's keep the Waka stuff out of this conversation okay. for a moment. I want to focus. Are you on his Nick agent Pavetta. or something? Are you, are you trying to protect <laughs> Michael Walker in his five, one, nine ERA and the fact that he doesn't pitch more than three innings. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, protect uh, locked on raised listeners to, to, to from their optimism from last night's win. Look, okay. uh, Pivetta, uh, he has not been good. The last seven uh, starts that he's had uh, his numbers are not pretty folks. 550 array in 37 and two thirds innings. He's got a whip of 143. Uh, just, I just, the one thing that'll give him, yes, he does strike people out, but the, the walks I think are concerning. The hits are concerning. This shouldn't be a guy that the Rays should be dominated by, but every time we say that, then somehow the Rays uh, end up uh, screwing the pooch. So hopefully, no, I'm really not concerned about Nick Pavetta. Now let's shift. Why am I concerned about tonight? Michael Walker. I'm kind of concerned about Michael Walker. He gets hit 
so often. And sometimes it's it's soft hit, okay, and bloopers here and there. I, I know that. That, that that's a fair argument. But he also gets hit hard and hit right. hard often too. And 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 it doesn't seem like hitters are up there fooled or 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 you know doing swinging strikes. I, I don't see that a lot when Walker's on the mound. They know what's coming or they they see the ball pretty easily from his hand. So that's yeah. why I'm concerned about tonight. Michael Walker, how long is he gonna go? You already used the pen pretty pretty heavily the last two days. So what what are you going to do today if Michael Walker is struggling in the second inning? Yeah, maybe they'll try to bring in Colin McHugh, although he threw three innings the other day. So who knows with that? Yeah, Michael Walker, I think the problem is that cutter. He has a cutter that doesn't cut, and it's just mm-hmm. a very average-looking fastball that comes in 90-91, and uh, it's getting crushed. And when he gets, like, even just one base runner, like, he struggles. Like, that's been the thing for this year. His numbers, I mean, obviously your numbers are going to be worse when you have runners in scoring position and runners on, but even a runner on first, I mean, it the, the numbers just – are not good when that happens for Michael Walker. And you're right about it. Not just not being able to, the the stuff isn't all that great. So we'll see what happens. Although again, Nick Pavetta has struggled as well. And I think we're starting to see, I I don't want to say the implosion of the Red Sox, but I will say like, you, you can't really expect them to be as good as they have been for the entire year by relying on Nick Pavetta, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Garrett Richards as a, a major part of your rotation. Like at some point that's going to implode, I would think. I am still, I know it's June 24th and, and they're still in first place today uh, by half a game. I do not buy the Red Sox being a good team. I still don't. I think that pitching, there's no way that Pavetta Richards and, and Erod can carry you uh, right. that as a rotation. Uh, you can't out slug your 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 way out of bad pitching and not only bad pitching but bad defense too it's sloppy yeah it's sloppy for a first place team i mean we saw the white sucks make maybe a couple mental errors here and there just like the rays did during that series but they were overall pretty solid that's a first place team right. uh, the houston astros that that was that's a first place team and when they played the rays they weren't but they still played solid defense as well I don't buy that the Red Sox are going to be a contender the whole season. I just do not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the strategy is just hit the ball towards Rafael Devers, force him to make a play. Like that should be the strategy or the left side of the infield or heck the right side of the infield as well. Just the entire infield for that matter with that. Maybe one thing that gives me a little bit, a little bit of confidence with walk on the mound is the fact that it is more of a right-handed heavy lineup and he has, I mean, naturally been better against right-handed batters than uh, lefty batters with that. Okay. uh, Here we go. Putting it on the table. Wander Franco. He goes four for five and hits for the cycle or close to it. (laughs) It happens folks. Here's the time. Nick freaking Pavetta on the mound. Let's go do Um, this thing. Also, I will, I'll say this with Franco. He did. I mean, I don't think we even mentioned this, that he did get the start at shortstop because Taylor walls is dealing with a wrist issue. And that's the thing we always say, how are they going to find a way to fit in all these guys into the lineup and uh, out in the field? Well, it, it, it always works out where a guy or two is going to go down. It's a long season. Something's going to happen. And then you are really happy that you have that 
uh, extra layer yeah. of security and protection with Wander Franco if he or somebody else needs to fill in at short. I don't think it's going to be a very, very long stint, or really it might just be a day or two off for Taylor Walls, but uh, being able to have another guy that can help out. And man, by the end of the season, we can have we can have four switch hitters in the Rays lineup at once. You could have Mejia, you could have Walls, you could have Franco, and you could have possibly Vidal Brujan. Like how crazy is that? Thing it makes like the, that it makes the job much more easier on Kevin Cash and company, I guess. I like that, and you know what? Uh, that's maybe the new marketing efficiency. Who knows? Yeah, switch hitters. There we go. There we go. Xavier Edwards, see Blake Snell, Xavier Edwards. Maybe he's not a slap link prospect. There we go. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with Channel 10 WTSP Sports Director Evan Klosky joining the program. See you then.